wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast. You can't see it, but I'm making kung fu hands with my hands. He's making Christmas kung fu hands. That's right. Because we're finally going to do it. We're finally going to do that Christmas or something else. They should movie. really make a Christmas kung fu movie. They probably have. Yeah, but it's probably not good. It's probably not very good nah. at all. Nah, but your boys, Matt. Brian. Are back with another Sunday episode. Um, And this one... You sent me quite a few options I, for it. I did. That was in the holiday spirit. It was in the spirit of giving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, a lot, most of the options were good, actually. There was, it was, this one was more designed to be the, ah, oh, damn. Did yeah. I, did I do the right one? <laughs> you did. You, you actually, uh, yeah, you, you, that was, uh, that was successful because, uh, you, Gave me OG Jumanji, right. which I haven't seen since I was a kid, so I would love to do that one. Right, and that's the only one that we would have had to have paid for. Because oh, it's nowhere. it's nowhere. It's nowhere, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you would have given me uh, The Matrix. The Matrix. Which is, you know, one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. You know, all-time, all-time classic. Yep. Literally one of my favorites. Yep. Which uh, we could talk about a little bit today. Yeah, it, it'll, it, it's it'll involved. Come, it'll come up. It'll come up. Uh, we talked about... Uh, you, you offered Booksmart, which I did. is another... I, like, did, I put Booksmart out there again. Uh, eventually, I'll pick it up. It's Sooner not going to be a Maximum Overdrive thing, right? but like eventually, I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I don't have the same like gusto about it as I do maximum as I did Maximum Overdrive. It's just that... That'll probably make me more likely to, to choose it, actually. Right, yeah, I think <laughs> it's just one of those movies that, like, right now, it's not the time for it. Like, sooner or later, we'll get to e- exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what else? Uh, I also one. picked... Uh, Oh, it was, yeah, it was Matrix, Nightma- uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Booksmart. And I was and like, that's a Halloween movie. Jumanji. So. Jumanji. And then also, the movie we did do. The movie we ended up doing. A new Netflix documentary. Did you expect me to do, is it new? It's, well, I think it came out in August. Okay, yeah. so it's new. Did you expect me to choose that one? No. Oh, I really? didn't think, I, 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 I always sort of documentary to kind of like, yeah spread out the, the variety, the, but the range, yeah. I think... This one, like, when I saw it, I was like, okay, like, maybe it might hit, but, like, maybe it wouldn't. Because yeah. I know, like, you, it would, because I know you had such a history with this genre. Right. That it would be, like, it would definitely bring out a lot more kind of personal stories. Absolutely. Um, and the movie, the documentary, I guess, that we ended up choosing is uh, Netflix's Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks. Just on the borderline of being racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. But it does play with that. It does, like, actually uh, talk about that a lot. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, So, Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks is a documentary on the history of Kung Fu movies. Right. Kung Fu cinema. And its journey over to America. Yeah, and then back to Hong Kong, and then back to America, then all over the world. And, like, the production of it, and, like, what it's done for. And the different influences that it's had on all different types of uh, cultures. Um, You know, for me, that's a no-brainer, because I... You know, we we've done documentaries a lot of times, mm-hmm. and every time we, I think we have a good time watching them. I always like to learn, um, but I don't like reading a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I read so much for work as it is that like I don't, you know, I don't I don't want to read more. So, um, and, but I love watching movies. So if I put learning and watching movies together, I'm in for a good time. And I got I got really worried about this because when I saw it I, and I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks super interesting. But I, I got worried that it's in the new line of like Netflix documentaries where it's like the toys that made us or the movies that, where it's like it's it kind of goes about it. It's like it'll show you things and then there'll be a like, goofy voiceover like, but then this crazy thing happened. Mm. Like, uh, if I saw that happening in this one, I would have been so disappointed. Like it wouldn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this is a real documentary. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't fool yourself. This is a real documentary. Yeah. And the last documentary we did was uh, was like was a. Uh, 
Horror Noir? Yes, yeah. Horror Noir. Where we talked about the black experience in horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, that movie, that documentary was good, but it had a lot of, uh, I guess, setbacks okay. that, you know, we talked about. Right. Yes. And oh, think, yeah. You know, and I think this movie uh, kind of doesn't fall into those same pitfalls. But there are some other parts of it that I think... From a, a documentary standpoint, okay, could have been expounded on, or could have been uh, yeah, like right off the bat, better. the ending sucks. Yeah, it didn't, it the ending end is really kind of just falls off. Like, you know, the movies that we've done, like uh, documentaries we've done with uh, was it Electric Mayhem, the, mm. uh, 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 the Electric Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo, yeah, uh, the, yeah the, the documentary about that film company, uh, the Fire Festival, the Fire Festival ones, yeah, uh, and also uh, film um, Horror Noir is that their endings have been a little bit more poignant. Their endings have like kind of ended on a very tight button where it's just like it kind of sums up the story that they tried to tell where this one just ends and it just seems like they go oh we missed our deadline yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we don't have time to film something just get it out there just put the credits on and that's super disappointing because yeah. i feel like for a documentary um the ending is super important because like you said that's when you drive your point home mm-hmm. and then you that what like the documentary yes it's based on facts but if anything, it's more biased than a fictional tale because you're trying to persuade right. someone of something or educate someone of something. And so you want your ending to be, sometimes you want a documentary wants the ending to be a call to action. Like it was, um, like, like, uh, like, like, like supersize me and stuff right, like yeah. that. You know, uh, to, Oh, or, we also did that, the, the, the movie with the, the marijuana one. Oh, the marijuana like, Way back in the day. Yeah. Where, wow. Where we had a complaint where they just. They, they 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 set it up wrong right where they put something kind of jokey at the end and i was like that didn't i don't that didn't hit right when if you put something serious at the end it would hit a little harder yeah or you can be optimistic right and you can be like well you know look at where like with horror noir i think their ending was strong because they're like oh we started as like you know a racist like joke yeah, we started as like the villain the villain and now we're the hero and now we're the hero exactly right. so that was so that really makes the audience leave in like a good on a, on a good note or it could be um like with Fire Island, it's like this guy didn't get away and he's doing it again. Firefest, Firefest, Firefest. Fire, 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 Fire Island's a real place. That's right. Oh, that and that is a much more optimistic place. Fire yeah. Island. That is a much happier There's place. Two sides for whatever you yeah. want. You know? <laughs> yeah, but the Fire Festival ones. Fire I'm sorry. <laughs> for Fire Festival, it was it was sort of like a. Uh, it, the idea was to get you angry that right. this guy got he's getting away and he's doing it again and you know we can't and uh, you can't let that happen yeah, the hulu doc really kind of hammered the whole he's not getting away with this one right while the other while the netflix one was like look at all the people look at all the people yeah, yeah. so that so that and even between those two they're talking about the same thing but because they're formatted differently and made it, by two different people right and one may have had a hand in it right yeah that's why you're one is uh very much a he's not getting away and the right. other's like think about the people yeah you know so um so that was interesting too but this one that did I, I agree it didn't nail that ending for me i thought like also if it maybe had a little bit more money to speak to like jackie chan mm-hmm. i think it definitely would have like well jackie chan could have his own anthology of documentaries I know. like it's that so, man oh like, he's such a i never realized like how i had an idea he was influenced by certain things but I never realized like how much he was. Well, one thing this documentary does an amazing job with is highlighting his wingman, Samo Hung. Yes. And y- if you look, every... feel like an elephant moves like a monkey. Yo, <laughs> every freaking Chinese, uh, sorry, J- Jackie Chan movie from China, from Hong Kong. Right. My mom and dad used to always say like, you gotta have the like, like oh, you know, it's not a Jackie Chan movie. It doesn't have the fat man. If it doesn't have Samo, it's right? Not, it's not a movie man podcast without. Jackie Chan. Samo Hung. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though, because Jackie goes out there with the stunts and the jokes, but Samo's behind the camera putting in the work. That's right, right? yeah. Um, And, and, you know, we always talk about how Samo's, like, always either the friend that gets hurt or, like, the the big, like, bad guy that, that... Right. He's overpowering and he's always just so impressive with this what he can do with his size and uh but because he's not the star jackie's the star right like nobody knows Samo hung so it was so great that that, got, that yeah that this documentary yeah. yeah exposed him man it was amazing i was so happy about that no, um, yeah, and it and it shows like this that also like they, they interviewed i think one of the uh the uh they actually interviewed Samo too. They, they interviewed yeah. Samo, and he was—you know—he's kind of like just joking it up. He's an old guy. Yeah, he—he he knows—he knows what it's about. He knows what time it is. And he's a comedian. Yeah. yeah. 
But like they were t- they were talking about one of the with one of the villains in his movies, and he was like, "Yeah, he hit so fucking hard." Yeah. <laughs> but then like in in the in the return end, he wanted you to hit just as hard. Yeah, I was like, "Damn!" Like this guy's like no joke. He was like, "I I like the one guy." I was like, "Oh, these guys." He he got hit by a car, and his body just like landed oh, yeah. in ways that the human body shouldn't land in i was like jesus christ like how long did you shut down filming for like how long did you spend in the hospital he was like oh no hospital just no kept hospital. going yeah and, <laughs> and then they kind of mirrored that with like the the scene where jackie chan holds a gun up to the double decker bus and like three guys fall out yes it's like those guys spent three months in the hospital yeah <laughs> meanwhile you see some of them get just like just trucked by this car absolutely it's absolutely like turned inside out like it shows the impact against his legs yeah it's like oh god and it's like look at that it's look bad at that. it's bad there's so many in hollywood there's so many like person getting hit by car like mm-hmm. scenes where it's just like clear that there's like a, a nest like a like a cut that hides the whole like shot or like the, you clearly see the guy jumping onto the right. like, padded windshield you know yeah you can see it's everything's like gimmicked like yeah. this like sugar glass here there's that this, yeah and yeah. someone literally got hit by a car and just like got back walked up. it right off it was amazing yeah it, and I, I like that at the end they, they kind of were like saying like I, I forgot it was one of the uh the, the women who said like yeah safety wasn't the first uh, no priority yeah. it was more of just getting what we needed to get what, what a great point that they made to that end mm-hmm. is they're saying like wherever the next um like breakout in in kung fu cinema is is wherever safety isn't the main concern right yeah, yeah. wherever stuntmen aren't a concern right that's where that's where the next when you don't like, care about these people dying right that's where you get the best movies <laughs> which is crazy which is like it's also so, like weird it's ethically like gray for me you know because right. it's like yeah, those movies are awesome. Ang Bak is awesome. The raid is amazing. Right? Yeah, they brought the, the uh, yeah. They, man, we're really going. We're all, all over the place. But that's the thing with this kind of documentary where it's it hits in certain ways because I never really was a big kung fu movie guy. Mm-hmm. I've watched Jackie Chan movies before, mm-hmm. but it's all like you know, Rumble in the Bronx. His American stuff. His American stuff, yeah. like stuff that it would be available to me at the time. Same. Uh, but like, like your parents also went way back. Yeah. They also had that, like they had, uh, you know, like super cop or, mm-hmm. you know, all, police like, story, police story. Yeah. yeah, all, yeah. all of his other, and even stuff. like the Bruce Lee movies, like my, my dad right. had into the dragon way, the dragon. See, that's the thing. Instead my, my dad wasn't interested in, uh, like Bruce Lee. He was interested in like James Bond. Mm. So it was like two way different yeah. action movies yeah. where it's like some, drunk idiot in a car compared to some like guy who's about to like take on a whole town yeah that being said my dad likes his james bond i hate james bond movies my dad likes oh, james bond. So well he likes the connery ones he, and okay. the bronson ones he kind of likes um i don't know how he feels about the daniel craig ones but i i agree right. with you i think yeah. they're like it's it's a hard formula because right. you know like you're either leaning too hard in the camp or right you know you're it, like, what, it's like what's your definition of cool yeah <laughs> you know, are you a you know a martini swilling uh lady killing douchebag douchebag <laughs> who, who shoots a tiny little gun or yeah. are you a are you just a force of nature that needs to be reckoned with you're like jesus fucking christ it's jason Bourne, you know <laughs> <laughs> but like i also love the fact that like this when you see the earlier, like when they show you the, in the beginning of the documentary, they show you the earlier stuff, the kind of like the Shaw Brothers Studios, and like they had yeah. like this kind of like little world in their own control where they just kind of just moved from set to set to kind of make a different movie. They kind of had like a canon studio, exactly. Kind of yeah, feel like to it, it was it was self included. Like everything was just there. They didn't need to go anywhere. Contracted else. their own actors. Right. They 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 had a stable of stars. They kind of like just they they had their own thing, and. What what I really liked is that they when they showed you the this early stuff and especially like in the late sixties early seventies when Americans were watching like westerns and you you and if you watch westerns now you'll see it's very stagnant just cameras placed you're gonna have two guys walk into the middle of the room and they're gonna talk or throw a punch or exactly or shoot yeah. each other and the the camera moves maybe twice mm. where it goes to like a close up. Then back to like a wide, and then back to a close up. All this you'll see like it's a wide shot. They'll do like their inserts of like close ups to get people, to, and then it's just wide. They move the camera around. They do all these dynamic things. The colors like super vibrant. Everything just it, it looks great. And you're like, wow, well that looks like American movies in like the eighties. Yeah, like that's if there's so much life in these movies way back in the day, 
and then you see like you and then you start watching like oh that i've seen this again i've seen this because it like it influences people that we've been watching now absolutely for years yeah and it's uh i really liked how they talked about how like it's kind of stemmed from uh chinese opera right how and and it just kind of translated dancing and stuff to a more violent and action-packed uh like i guess but even presentation the, even the violence is like it's super it's a dance though it's not like yeah absolutely. it's not like oh here we go like just like gutting each other it's, yeah it's, it's, it's very it's rhythmic yeah. it's uh it's you know it's choreographed in a way we have two part it's almost like they're partners and, yeah. uh, rather than um enemies uh and but then even then like you said you'd have these like amazing like wide long shots mm-hmm. of uh, what was her name like the the queen oh um, yeah fuck <laughs> yeah like she was this movie called like the queen's like bounty or something right and she was actually she would talk to, she they actually got her and interviewed her which was amazing um cuz her she her movies came out in like the 60s and she was saying how she was a dancer um when she came to do these movies she could use her dancing to um to like make it look like kung fu and so she became this hero and, and back then in china they didn't want the woman to be lusting over these male characters mm. so they produced female leads which is actually a, an interesting Very, like like super progressive yeah especially like kind of the the roots are kind of ass backwards but super progressive right yeah you know um you don't want to objectify men <laughs> so you make female heroes. It's like, all right, well, whatever it Stop takes. Stop looking at the guy yeah, yeah. that way. Eyes up here. His um, eyes are way up here, bro. Yeah, it, it's that was pretty funny. I'm but, more than just a body. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and she was able to use her talents to really put off, pull off some really good choreography. So you'll even see, um, there's like like I think people talked about the shots of the girl that plays Colleen Wing in Iron Fist. Right. Yeah. how much she was a huge inspiration for her. Because she'd be just surrounded by guys, then it would just show her fight all of them off. Right. And that same choreography you see, they pretty much copied in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Which is which was which is pretty awesome to see. And then she and even like the way like you jump in the air and throw those and throw those kicks out is very akin to ballet. And she talked about how some of that was because of her and because of the way she would use her dancing to right. look like kicks. Now just imagine if Iron Fist had like more than three weeks of like production. Dude, oh my like, god. Like what a disappointment that was. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you you really need to take your time with like the way that the at the end when they're like talking about like being a stunt coordinator is pretty hard because you gotta like convince people to do stuff. Yeah. And like they had to convince someone's parent, like they had to convince his little girl's parents, like, yo! Um, so a kidnapper's gonna come and grab the kid by the hair. I had never seen that before. That was nuts. That was, oh my god. Like, I when I saw that, I was like, there's no, no way, way they actually like, did that can't this. be a real kid. They had this girl on the highway! She's <laughs> driving! Driving with her hanging out of the car! Like, a four year old girl! Oh my god. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure there was like a lot of like hookup to that. I hope. I hope. I, like maybe the hand had like a harness going through it like but, yeah like it was like connected like she yeah. was wearing something so it was connected to the right. back but even so still you're you're really tempted holy shit it also doesn't seem like they shut down the roads no <laughs> so everyone's like driving to work and seeing this girl hanging out of the car like, like what oh. the fuck's going on yeah. <laughs> fucking jesus but also like because like they they brought up a part where they blew up in uh oh, oh in one of the in, jackie, in one of jackie chan's yeah, movie yeah, yeah. i think it's police story yeah the police story i think it was police story yeah where he has to blow up a three floors of a building yeah. and it just blew up the whole building and these all these people are just running and then the production crew are just picking up cameras and running because and then one of the exes like oh my god they didn't they didn't get permission for this no they just did it <laughs> they're just like if we knew they said it, it was pretty much asking for forgiveness rather than permission <laughs> right yeah. like if we knew we were asking if we knew if we asked them we knew they'd say no so right. we just did it so we just did it It'll be... can you imagine just blowing up a building no <laughs> no i can't even picture it no not at all oh my god and be like sorry bro yeah <laughs> oh you you mean i couldn't do that we were under the impression you knew we were making a movie. Oh, and it's a Jackie Chan movie. I thought you knew something would blow yeah. up. I mean, you saw the last one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Oh, That's well, crazy. Let's consider this one. It was filed under misinged. Yeah, you could put that on the tab. Yeah. Just, let's just go to our, our mutual secretary, misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was really, I thought was super interesting is that the movie kind of starts off um, after going into the whole opera thing, is that 
they came up with the they kind of showed the origin of the kung fu archetype right. of like an everyman who doesn't who's like kind of wiry thin doesn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. um but he's uh he's fighting against oppression and he's uh and it was to mirror civil unrest in hong kong right yeah. based off of oppressive like government and workers yeah it's like and now you look at what's happening today like oh my god and it's civil unrest in hong kong with young with, with young blue collar and white collar workers fighting against the op- oppressive, oppressive government, government. Yeah. like no, wow yeah. no yeah that it, means we're gonna get some bomb ass kung fu movies no, <laughs> no. but no like it, it, it is kind of weird because if you looked at it back like in the day with uh i was, guess it was on a british rule for a long time before they uh like sold it back to china or whatever yeah uh like it kind of just seems like the brit like the british government was like yeah okay just Pay us the taxes and go. I mean, I'm probably, I'm definitely undercutting it a lot by that. Probably. But the, yeah, probably, just a, a scooch. Probably. But it, it seemed with like the film industry, like they kind of weren't had as hands on because it, I think they had, did have movies where like the imperial British like government was bad guys and they like oh, yeah. they didn't step in and go, no, you can't. Do Half that. of Jet Li's career is right. uh, is movies where the British are the bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you've seen him fight against like. You know, hello, spot a tea kind yeah, of guys. Yeah. But, like, with the Chinese government, uh, as an outsider's perspective, it's more like if they try to make that movie, it would be shut down in two mm-hmm. seconds. Because mm-hmm. even American movies that have to appeal to the Chinese market get heavily scrutinized because it has to fit certain things that yeah, they want. certain communist standards. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like the Brits weren't in, as involved politically um, into their entertainment. Right, yeah. You know, um, it's like let them make their movies. Yeah, which I th- I suppose you know empires have learned now that that's a mistake, right? right? Uh, and that that's that's where you want to go right. to influence people is entertainment. Um, but in here, yeah, it seemed like at least back in the day, you could use film as a symbol of protest. Yeah, you know, which was uh, super interesting to see. That's something that I always see as like a, a trope that I love, is because of. Yeah, yeah, which is odd because you think Brit- the, the the English or whatever the Britain rule would be like, hey, um, you know that shit we did in World War Two? Yeah, they're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, whatever. No, it's, it's yeah. Fine, yeah. yeah, it's like if we come down hard on them, it's not gonna look great on us. You're like, yo, what are all these? What are all these people going to want? What movie are they going to want? Hey, hey, guys, that's us, dude. Oh man, <sighs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um. And then, I, really, I kind of wish they went into a little bit of that, a little bit more of the influences of like the of societal, uh, societal like, yeah, like no. events, like yeah. I I I thought that was a really interesting. See, that would have been a better part. way to end it on if instead of if they brought it back to Hong Kong, if they brought it back to Hong Kong in present day. Like this is like, you know, is there kind of a a film team now that's taking on this current state that they're in? Or, or you know, is it some? Is there a room for that to yeah. happen? Right. Yeah, you know, like leave it with like you know, give it, you know, hopefully it doesn't last forever. But like, give it like two years, and like you're gonna see like these fucking like movies just are like, just gonna be coming back out, and it's gonna be wild. Yeah. I also thought that um, you could have ended it with like John Wick, as like a not so much for kung fu, but I guess it's like a resurgence of yeah of of popular action, uh, or at least. I don't know. Not not what they ended it on. I, th- I don't think they could get the or uh, even the raid. Even I don't the think raid they could get the rights. Maybe not to the film. I think because if you look at it, Matrix is on Netflix. Mm. And like, I think with Netflix docs, is John Wick one on Netflix? No. Oh wow. I think Disney well, Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's coming to Disney streaming. Uh, <laughs> no, and I think if you look at it, it, it I don't want to like because Netflix kind of came out hot like when they started like doing all the original stuff. Yeah. And now if you look at their their stuff it's kind of taking a real big dip in quality yeah yeah for yeah. sure um but even if you ended it on like on back in the raid oh yeah like that would have been a great i was hoping they were gonna show uh the night comes the night comes from. oh I yeah like, i was because that was netflix yeah it was netflix and that's Did from you, have the, you watched the raid movies yet not yet i want to see I, they had raid two they had raid two on, on I in see, the documentary as well i want to see raid one i think that one's also on netflix yeah, i don't know i don't know I gotta check. Maybe not. Yeah, because I would if I saw that, I would have done that. Because we were ta- we talked about it. Last oh, you were year. looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I think al- I'm always on the look for like the crazy raid. Shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually do think the raid one is better than uh, than the raid two, but yeah. 
The Great Raid starring James Franco is on there, but not The Raid. Well, we'll have to. I guess. Yeah, we'll, neither we'll, of yeah. the Raid movies are are on now. That's interesting. Yeah, they showed a train scene from the the Raid Two with this lady with hammers. Yeah, the Hammer Girl is brutal. nuts, and her brother uses a baseball bat. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Jesus. And she's, and she's blind, I think, oh. and he's mute, I think. Well, he's had a little bit easier of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's blind. But anyway, right. um, that that movie's got some amazing fighting. Okay. I think those movies are way better than The Night Comes for Us. Okay. But anyway, um, I I really like that they go into Bruce Lee, the Messiah yeah. of uh, of Kung Fu, and uh, not just like oh he was such a great Kung Fu master, but also like his career and uh, how and like they kind of followed him back and forth from Hong Kong and America, right? Um, and about how you know, how he responded to not being casted here. Because I, I didn't know a lot about his, his younger career. All I, I only knew after he became a star, like right, everyone yeah. else. But his path there, um, I also knew he was supremely confident in himself, too. No, yeah. You know, yeah but that's... So it was cool to see, like, he knew he was a star, and he was being overlooked by these markets, and then he decided to just do it himself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they picked him up for Enter the Dragon. Yeah. And then I remember liking... Um, and it, I obviously I, I liked Under the Dragon, and uh, I remember there were three protagonists: him, uh, uh, what's his name, Larry King? No, not Larry King. No, um, um, Jesus. See, that's one of the movies I never really. Uh, sorry. No, no worries. But uh, was that Steve McQueen in it? Steve McQueen. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This is I don't know any. Now I know all these kung fu movies. I don't know anything about American movies, but uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Yeah, Jim okay. Kelly. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. So, and then so Jim Kelly and John Saxon and uh, but yeah, so they had Jim Kelly in it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then Jim Kelly dies, and I was like, damn. But uh, I didn't realize that the reason Jim Kelly was even in it was because they didn't trust an Asian man to star the movie. Yeah. It's like damn. No, yeah, and a, a lot of. A lot of movie studios did that, where they're like, "Well, we like this guy, but there's something holding him back." Like we can, mm-hmm. with like the whole idea of like, uh, like you know when uh, I think it was uh, Ike Perlmutter who works for who uh, was one of the heads of Disney. Like they they started with the Marvel stuff, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I don't think a woman could lead a superhero movie." So right. He held that back for a long time, and then when Kevin Feige kind of came. He came up and was like, no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. It's not like the guys can fight. Yeah. Like, it's all stunt people anyway. Exactly. <laughs> like, if they're wearing a mask, it's not even that actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I, I'm I, glad that they didn't bring in any of those movies. They didn't say, like, the Marvel well, movies. The Marvel movies are the, these, like. Yeah, those aren't Kung Fu they're movies. They're not Kung Fu. They're not even, like, influenced by them. No. Because they're, like, it's, it's, it, they're more influenced by the Jason Bourne movies, mm-hmm. where it's, like, these just big like funking like punches yeah and like maybe a couple spin kicks but like it's, it's there's nothing like too finesse about their fighting right i agree um except maybe cap and like winter soldier that one scene with him and batrock the leaper yeah him and george st pierre yeah yeah him and george st pierre yeah. and he's literally fighting an mma expert so he and he's like to. yeah this is what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah uh but I, I i agree with that 100 percent. and those are not kung fu movies no. like none of the tropes that are in the kung fu movies are present in the marvel movies no yeah um the closest no there's nothing, nothing. but um yeah because there are and what Maybe, i really uh shang chi will be the closest oh to it, yeah that's coming out i think in the next two years actually yeah that could actually yeah. end up being a really nice homage to the genre um, i hope like i hope they don't marvel it and i hope they kind of like Make it different. make it a different like, like a, it's like not too just formulaic. kind of be influenced by the like the 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 kung fu and the Hong Kong style of filmmaking, and just kind of like let the like let these like warm colors kind of come in and don't have these like color corrected like mm. tech like uh, Marvel like I, I don't want to I don't want to go ew Marvel movies because I fucking love the Marvel yeah. movies but you you could tell a Marvel movie and you could tell like oh this was like. Like a filmmaker, let the filmmaker be a filmmaker in this. Like it's, it's kind of like the Ragnarok thing. Like Ragnarok is so different, right, than any Marvel movie, um, because they just let Taika make a Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, with, right? with Marvel characters. With Marvel characters. Yeah, like, and just do so that. that's what they do. They whoever's who's directing it? Do you know? Uh, no. It's not Peyton Reed again, is it? Oh god, no. <laughs> I think, I think with with Marvel, they, what they try to do, uh, 
they they kind of like to like I know they wanted to get like a female director. Uh, what's this? Destin Daniel Cretton C R E T T O N. Okay. He well. <laughs> Well, let's hope he's uh, you know, a big kung fu fan. But uh, but yeah. So he oh, no, I don't know. No. Uh, what? He directed Short Term 12 with and Glass Castle with Brie Larson. And he just a new movie that just came out, uh, Just Mercy with Michael B Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Oh. Doesn't really seem like a action guy. Oh boy. Well, you know, uh, <sighs> you know what? Neither the Wachowskis, but they brought in an action by choreographer, yeah. and then we got the Matrix. So, you know, it's possible. I don't know. I I really like. Let me see. Did they have the who the stunts are by? Stunts. Do, do, do. Sorry, I know this is great, great, uh, great podcast, great podcasting. We're really nailing it. Um, but while you look for that. Okay, oh, so the guy who's the supervising stunt coordinator worked with Jackie Chan before. All right. Worked with him on Shanghai Nights. Oh, never mind. That's not a good Jackie uh, Chan movie. Gen X Cops? Gen X Cops. Hot War? I, I don't uh, I don't know any of those movies. Who either. Am I? Mr. Nice who Guy? Am I? Who Am I is good. And Mr. Nice Guy. Who Am I is... Uh... That's the movie where Jackie Chan takes a, a coconut and creates an IV for himself after he gets beat up. Okay. So was, yeah, which uh, is medically, uh, which awesome. is medically possible. Yeah. All right. For you to create an IV using a coconut. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so, so there's there's hope. There's, there's some hope. hope. <laughs> Look at that horizon. There's yeah. Some hope. And Simu Liu really likes the character. He's a big Marvel fan. Okay. Um, and he's, he's also he's done actor. some stuff too, right? And he, I think he's getting in good shape for it. Good. So that's good. Because I know Aquafina's in there. I actually, I, is she a YouTube person? She's a oh, she was the friend in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. She was the friend. Yeah. she's. I think she's from Queens. I think she's local. Oh, good for her. Maybe I went to school with her. Maybe. But, uh, oh, she's also in Jumanji, in the new Jumanji, huh? In Three Manji? Yeah. Three Manji. Three Manji. Um, but also yeah. a Manji. But anyway, back to Kung Fu. I got the impression, based on the documentary, that uh, Fist of Fury is like China's Get Out. Okay. You know, where it's like, <laughs> where, you know, there was a, there was like a big kick, uh, na- like, I guess, a, a, of Chinese nationalism, like, against the Japanese and stuff. Okay. Um, and it was a lot of, like, Bruce Lee doing things that, like, echoed sentiments of the audience. They really made them, like, get up and, like, cheer. And that's kind of, like, the movie-going experience. In Harlem, at least, where I saw it. Okay. That's how it felt for Get Out. Oh, really? Like, it was something extremely cathartic about him, uh, about watching uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, like, Dude. beat the shit out of, uh, no, uh, yeah. out of out of that brother. All right. You know, like, stomp his face <laughs> okay. in. Okay. Or, or, you know, just, like... Calm down. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, right. no, I know exactly. I yeah, know exactly. Right? Yeah, maybe you're right. I know exactly what you mean. Cause or like to break himself free exa- of, that, yeah, of this predicament. When I saw you know? Get Out, like the theater was packed and people were going nuts. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Like, no, I, I, I'm, like, I'm kidding. Yeah. Calm I'm, down. Calm down. <laughs> I, st- I stood up in the middle of the theater. Oh, shush. Yeah. I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> but no, like, I understand when you're, when you're, when you see yourself in the protagonist and you see the protagonist stand up against these tropes that have been putting people down for a long time and they go like no this is how it's gonna happen yeah and like when that break happens in the in the in the audience you you feel you feel it and you know it it does go against like movie going etiquette to be like like i'll stay quiet and be like yeah you know but it's like you know fuck yeah and then you see everyone else do it it's pretty cool i mean i don't really have that moment but when will, what about, someone, when will someone make a movie about a white guy getting the brakes? I was about to say, like, I'm sure there was a moment in The Departed where you yeah. felt that way. <laughs> when, uh... Or, or in, like, Goodfellas where when you... When Marky Mark said, yeah, what are you, fucking dropping your eyes? You're yeah. Like, no. I'm the guy that does his fucking job. You must be the other guy. You must be the other guy. <laughs> when Alec Bolton goes, uh... Hey, you. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. slaps that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Who could forget? Who um, could forget? Timeless Club. No, but I no, it, it's you know it is it is kind of like, and I and I guess when if 
watching that when when it came out and then being a part of the audience and being a part of like this kind of culture that has never had their chance and seeing something like that like that's got to be really fucking cool yeah like seeing bruce lee um going like chinese are not weak men and then he like breaks the glass does a dx chop yeah (laughs) that must have sent people going nuts and then he starts because he whips ass in that scene oh my god yeah and that's 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 got like it it's something that has to be experienced has to be lived i also like that they uh talked about bruce lee's influence on the genre and how he changed the cadence of right. kung fu. Okay. How like before it was very much, very much like a dance. Yeah, it was very like flowy. Very flowy. Yeah. And his was more like hard hitting three hits and they're down. Yeah, it like people are, like when they stamp with swords, it's like they go all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Like they, and you could see they like, fully extend. And then know? people who if they dodge it, it's like a good like they they bend their back like eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. That's a, that's a natural. Right, but then like Bruce Lee brought a natural kind of kung fu fight to like mm-hmm. it was more visceral, more like when you when he made that hit and it did the big like patow. Yeah, the voila. Like, yeah, and then and people, on his like, face, it looked like yeah, like that's how fights happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's equally like unrealistic, but it's just so particular and it's so particular to him mm-hmm. that like it's kind of unfor- It's almost unfortunate that that's what stuck, right. and so everyone started emulating that. When, like, that's not what Kung Fu is. That's just how one master does it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I but his facial expressions, nobody can match that look of, like, <laughs> almost that like he feels pain for how hard he hit you. Right. You know? Like, I... I like, God, Bruce Lee. Like, future um, generations are gonna feel this. Yeah. Like, but, but Game of Death, the that movie... Yeah. Um, like, it's very... Like, everyone knows, like, Bruce Lee in the yellow jumpsuit, but that's the movie that it's from. A movie mm-hmm. that was, like, actually incredibly disrespectful to his uh Oh, that's the one that superimposed his face on, right? Literally superimposed his and face. And he Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fight, that was, that part was what Bruce Lee was working on. Right. And then, that so that, he had about half an hour of that. And then when he died, they just made up the rest. Oh. And used, like, that other that other actor and yeah. did all those awful things. Showed the footage from the funeral. Oh. And all those, like, terrible things. Um, and... But and then they just put in seven minutes of Bruce Lee's movie at the end, mm-hmm. and of course, the, those seven minutes were so good that right. now Bruce Lee's known for the iconic jumpsuit, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, it's actually funny. So Kendrick Lamar's most recent album, right? Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, "Damn," okay. right? And there's when on his tour that he went had a very had like a kung fu theme to it. Right, uh, and you know, while he's performing, his backup dancers are like ninjas and stuff, okay. and uh, there's like they're, they're like fighting while he's rapping, and it's cool. Oh, like okay. I saw him live; no, like, yeah. it was cool. But he had two outfits, right? And one was like a, a yellow jumpsuit, okay. yellow and black, right? And the other was like a red and black jumpsuit. And like I was like, oh, okay, he probably just put his own spin on it. Like, oh yeah, that, that the red and black seems familiar. It seemed familiar, but yeah. I. I I was like, I just assumed like, oh, it's just like a costume change. Yeah. You know what I'm surprised about uh, mm-hmm. throughout this entire documentary? Uh, no one from the Wu Tang Clan was free. No one from the Wu Tang Clan. Like Rizzo- they talked about thirty six chambers, right? Which is the whole. That's what that's a Wu Tang. Uh, the Wu Tang Clan's album 13, 36 chambers, right. Is named after that movie, right? Yeah. Like what what what's the Rizzo doing? Just, I was shocked. I was like, just waiting for yeah. someone from the clan to show up. Because I would be like that, like when I saw like the the picture, I'm like, okay, like maybe they're gonna talk about like its influence on like America and like like I know a lot of inner cities like took to, um, and they Fu, talked about like, it a little with like breakdancing, right? Yeah, but I don't know why the woo the woo didn't want to be involved because we're a Hulu only woo Hulu maybe <laughs> Wulu or or Showtime maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a Showtime thing. But yeah, like, it, it would be really kind of cool to kind of bring it towards, like, regional things. Like, how it played in, like, New York compared to how it played in, like, the Midwest. Or how right. It played, like, you know, like, something like that. But, right. Like, but, no, I, I agree. I was waiting because, like, obviously the dancing... I really like what they went into with, like, the dancing and how, like, dance battles are, like, different... Are reflecting, like, what people saw as in different styles of, of Kung Fu reflected. And right. that battle for respect, which is also, like, very... Um, is a, is a big trope in kung fu movies, right? Um, and how that's reflected. But I, I would have thought there had to have been something behind the scenes, right. That prevented it because there's no way 
you can show 36 chambers without without thinking of Wu-Tang. Exactly. Or even Kung Fu in general without right. thinking of Wu-Tang. Oh, yeah, because the Riz also directed a couple of Kung, oh, Kung Fu movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I think it was like The Man with the Iron and Fist. And The Man uh, with the Iron Fist too. Yeah. More fisting. There it is. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the back to what was his name for a second ago. Oh, the um, red jumpsuit. The red jumpsuit. It's actually um, from the Black, the Black Dragon. Okay. Uh, Ron Van Cleef. Oh, okay, he, okay. I saw him in the in the documentary rocking that black jumpsuit. I was like, oh shit, it's a callback to Ron, to yeah. Ron Van Cleef. No, yeah, because I know, like, I don't want, because like, I know, like, Kung Fu is super influential, especially on, like, kids now. Like, they don't realize it, but when, like, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, they, uh, um, st- studios now don't realize how influential Kung Fu is still. No. It's like they, they think like okay like let's just do what we're, like let's do like a taken let's do like this let's do that but it's like people when they watch a kung fu it's it still holds mm-hmm. like I still remember the first like I think we talked about when we did uh, Rumble in the Bronx I still remember the first time I saw it when I was a little kid yeah I'm like this hold like this sticks because there's something about it there's something about like how it 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 doesn't hide in a shadow of like ooh mood and this it's it it hides in plain sight and in, in, in daylight where you're like i could see everything mm-hmm. so i know everything that happened yeah absolutely uh even even something for me like the power rangers right you know <laughs> it, which was just uh you know the it's something obviously i love the power rangers but yeah. like uh it was just a bunch of white kids doing karate yeah, you know, and and of course, hip hop uh, keto. Yeah, hip hop keto, of <laughs> yeah. course. You know, <laughs> which was, although he was the best fighter on all was. of them, yeah. absolutely. Him and then my favorite Jason, <laughs> but uh, and then Kimberly and Trini were were obviously just gymnasts, right? You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so it's just you're right. It's absolutely pervasive, and anyone that has good kung, any movie that has good kung fu in it nowadays, you know it. I don't want to say it rises to the top or that it shows, but it's, I, maybe that's, I, I it, it kind of shows like the raid is like a, a nobody, the raid is a movie from, uh, yeah. From like a small, like small country. No, yeah. They, no like, cinema. Indonesia, like they like, it never really like hit the, like, you're, like, Oh, have you ever heard of this Indonesian movie before the raid? No. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the raid is like the staple. Right. It's, like, and it's because, it. yes. Yeah. And so it's the Kung Fu that drives it into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Tony John in Thailand, right? And when I, I, when I saw the, the the Thailand stuff and Tony John, I was like, "Oh shit, that's like, my boy!" Yeah, I was like, "Yo!" And then they showed him, I think, an IP man, and like they showed him how he started off with like basically just like is him and a friend, like they would just start out and they just started doing stuff and they got more money and they just started getting, and and then that when when that rolled into like oh the YouTube stuff and like I was like that's a perfect way of. That this perfect succession, like yeah, I thought that was going to be the so end of this te- you know in the twenty first century and yep. it's technology and you know now anybody could be a kung fu star this right. way you know and the world and the, and the options are, are endless and then it goes to the Ugandan uh, I th- kung and then fu? Also, yeah that's the thing like it went to a Ugandan filmmaker who um, it, it is you know it is very it's respectable it's respectable it's brass tax it's very like of the of the land mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't that sounds really disparaging. But well, like it's not like glossy. It's not. It's not like. There's the guy has no. The guy has very little production value. Yeah, very little. Very and little. he's he's a guy with a camera and a dream. Yep. Yeah, you know, and he's uh, trying to bring kung fu to an area that with a lot of problems. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, like he, uh, like the, yeah. There's definitely like a lot of civil unrest. There's a lot of you know governmental uh, overpower. Like it's it's not. There's war. There's yeah, war and there's massacres. It's, it's he, bad. One of the best lines to come from that thing is like when the, the the white guy from New York went in there and was talking to him. He's like, oh, "Are you okay with all the violence?" He's like, "Listen, what I'm doing is not violent. When you go, when you, he's like, I live long enough to know when an army when the army comes to town and takes your dad behind the shed and you hear two shots, that's violent. This yeah. is just nothing. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that's. Yeah. That's cool. That's not, cool. not cool. Well, not I mean, cool, that's, but like I, I, I can like, respect that's that. Like, that's like super respectful, and that's like a great way of looking at it. Yeah, and that's a great way of kind of conveying your message. But the movies don't look that good. <laughs> They'll be fine. I mean, they look good for what out of what they get, out of what they where they are. Like I think it's it, it looks fine. Yeah, I just you know I don't think 
that the next wave of kung fu is going to come from I think this they might guy's get a... camcorder in Uganda. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, you know, maybe if someone puts like puts a little extra money in there. But I don't think that's how you, they should have ended the documentary. No. That's not where they no, should have ended it. No, that and the, and the, the Raka Raka guys from YouTube, um, who, like, have not been relevant in forever. Oh, really? I don't think so. I've but never heard of them. I, I watched their stuff in college. But, like, I, I don't even know they still put out YouTube videos, but they are, you know, there are well, so many right people. right behind Rupert Murdoch and Nicole Kidman in most of In Australia. Australia. <laughs> but, but, like, they're. Hey, we get people from New South Wales. What up, that's NSW? That's true. What up, mate? But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. But, yeah, I, I was, you know, really, uh. They, so they're, they're obviously, they're influenced by, by Kung Fu and. Mm-hmm. But they're also influenced by like pro wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah, you can, so it's like they're you can not... see a little bit more of their. It, it seems like the U- Ugandan filmmakers influenced by straight kung fu. Yeah, I'm sure, and also the documentary is Australian. Yeah, so I'm sure that has something oh, to do with yeah. it. But it's like you know, there's there's <laughs> it's people it's on the, YouTube. It's like I gotta help my boys out. Yeah, right. I gotta they're put not them, trending. This I gotta much. put them on. Yeah, but it's like I know that there are people go. on YouTube that are doing better kung fu than those guys. Yeah, and they that, even showed you know, the, uh, they're the future. Yeah, the, they're what's, not. The, what's her name? Oh, something Johnson. What's her name? Amy Johnson. Amy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. A, the easiest name to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, the most American woman name yeah. out there. But yeah, she's doing some she, great. I really like that they talked about Cynthia Rock, uh, uh, Rothrock. Roth, yeah. Yeah, and and because she actually is very well known in kung fu cinema too. She, like I didn't even know. Like that's how like far off the. Uh, kung fu trail i am is that i didn't even know about this stuff. she's she's known for kicking a ton of ass and being so bad at acting <laughs> but then uh, hearing this was actually pretty eye-opening that the reason she was so bad is because that nobody even told her what what the no, movie yeah. was they just brought her in there to fight what like you would think with that, how like creatively they crafted these fight scenes and everything you would have thought like well they probably got the story down like you think one would one needs the other. I think it's amazing that the movie one of her movies came out after or like before she even realized that it involved aliens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the alien looks so bad. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't tell her. Yeah, She'd be like, like fuck this. Like, like Yeah. You know what? We got him in a dark room, let's just have him fight and all that everything in post. But that's a sort of a credit to how good they are at fighting. Right, yeah. That like they're brought in just for that. Yeah. You know, and they're able to do it so well. Like, even when this movie's terrible, you can still extract the fight scenes and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, Yes, Madam, the movie... Uh, that's that, her and another uh, female fighter. But they that the final scene for that movie is as good as they say it is. Yeah. They are awesome in that movie. <laughs> um, so that's the thing. Yeah, One, I'm surprised it's not like... They're... It's because the movies are really bad. Oh, okay. Like, they're bad movies. Yeah. But the kung fu in it is really good. Yeah. So I for mean... kung fu aficionados who don't really care about what the movie's about where you're here to see some people fight they're legends but that's not gonna like kind of that's not gonna bleed into much into like no, yeah. a worldwide it's like you know what i'm getting my influence from is from adam adam like you know like right <laughs> but like yeah but like a, like a more mass appeal it's not gonna have it because okay. it's missing other parts jackie chan is able to balance his amazing kung fu with comedy yeah and that's why he had is, and he's is also so a accessible. very good filmmaker too yeah like he's he really takes he's he takes the time because he's because of his clout also in Hong Kong, yeah, that's he true. could be like, all right, I need six months to make a movie. Yeah, and they'll be like, well, you're Jackie Chan, like, so yeah, you so tell right. us. Yeah, right. But with her, it's just like, do your fight scene, we're, and, we'll get the movie out in, in three months. Yeah, and also because yeah. like the the amount of movies that were being made. Mm-hmm. Like they said they were making like five movies a year. 300. Uh, but she was making five movies a year. Yeah, she was, yeah that's right. She her, was making, she but herself. they were producing 300 movies yeah. a year. Yeah. And that's like... To think about it, like, that's in fucking sane. That's one every week. No, it's one every, every almost every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were just boom, 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 boom. And, like, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's nutty about that is, that, like, it didn't seem like they had any, like, studio fatigue. Yeah. It's like, because you'd be like, oh, another fucking, like, if Marvel made, like, 20 movies a year, you'd be like, another fucking. I wouldn't want to watch another Marvel movie. But, like, these are just, because it was so, like, different people at different mm-hmm. times. It's like, you know, because you, like, maybe each person had, like, their own like said like like oh this is this okay okay cool like you could kind of yeah it, it seemed like the the decline of kung fu movies wasn't so much because the audience wasn't interested anymore it was because of a, a recession yeah that they just couldn't afford to go to the movies as much anymore <laughs> you know? also i think a lot of it was the uh the failure of like home video stores like i think mm. 
a lot of like a lot of like even though Netflix is bringing this documentary to I think and also Netflix is probably deep with a lot of movies and if you look like look up for kung fu or look up for other genres there's probably a ton of movies out there but yeah. because there's so much and they and they they new have that that new thing where it's like the like the like brain freeze basically where it's like decision freeze where you have so many options it overwhelms your brain right yeah like with this like when when video stores are ca- coming out it's like you have your stuff but it's like oh, like you remember Blockbuster was like it was just a wall of one movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay, well and they had the poster there, they had the poster, the cutout, the cutout. Exactly. And so you have like basically there's only like six movies that were new releases, but it mm-hmm. looks like there was like a forty of them. Yeah. But and then you go in the aisles, that's where all the movies were. Right. So like you're you're when you hunt for in a, in a home video store when you hunt for it, and I don't know. I don't know how many of our listeners are so young that they don't remember Blockbuster. I don't. I, don't, I honestly don't know who was. But I, <laughs> I remember a time before Blockbuster was actually a thing, where it was actually smaller, independent. My dad used to go to the, get right. our movies from that. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your dad. You you said like your dad would only run like what like like two movies at a time, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and there was a, there was a video store up the block from my old house, where like they lent us they let us like rent like six movies because we know the owner. Nice. And so it's like yeah, you could you could rent like because. He didn't consider animated movies like. Oh, that thing. didn't count. That so it didn't count. So we, my brother, got to rent like Voltron, and like I got to rent GI Joe. Nice. And then like we got to rent like you know like James Bond, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like I remember going through the aisles and just there's so many movies. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, not as a little kid, I'm saying, holy shit! Fuck, <laughs> look, at these, look at all these fucking movies. But like, but, yeah, how would you ever see them all? Exactly. Right. But like. And, like and if you and if i probably if i was like older like if i was my age back then in mm-hmm. the late 80s early 90s i would definitely be like well i'm gonna be a little bit more uh exploratory with my yeah. choices so i'll sure. go check you branch out a little bit. i'll branch out yeah and i think that's what we're kind of missing now mm-hmm. is that when you're on netflix you're like i uh uh uh, uh oh uh, top picks for me okay yeah, yeah. sure what, what do you recommend for me yeah Netflix? tell me what to watch yeah tell me what to watch and yeah i think that i think that kind of sucks mm. i mean it makes it easier yeah cool yeah, for me also like when i i feel like when i'm so busy uh and i have two hours to spare i want to spend on something i know i'll like right and that makes me less likely to take a risk exactly. yeah you know which yeah sucks. like if i if you if you were if you were just scrolling through netflix and you see like oh there's this movie there's this like uh the matrix or this independent movie this independent indonesian uh yeah. kung fu movie i'm probably gonna pick the matrix it's like i kind of know this guy yeah but the matrix is the, but the matrix is the matrix Cause yeah you even and said, so like, i would miss out yeah because even when i brought up the matrix you're like ooh, like that's right like, it's like you ha- you had to exclude it from the to, choice. yeah exactly because i might have picked that over this one which i've never seen before right and i was really happy i watched this because it was really educational no yeah I'm, one I'm, thing i wish this movie did though I like that it went geographically mm-hmm. back and forth to all these different countries that influenced from Paris to talk about parkour Ooh. and from New York to talk about breaking but not Wu-Tang. And then uh, Taibo. Yeah, and then Taibo, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I thought was hilarious. My mom loves Billy Blanks. But, um, still out there, still he's still He's still good, I'm still flexing. <laughs> um, but uh, I wish that they gave us a better idea of the passage of time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, if, I wish like when it traveled from Hong Kong to us and then back to hong kong again like at this point i'm just like what year is this now did this was this before bruce lee was this after bruce lee is this yeah. before jet lee before jet... so i wish like when they're talking about something they would just have like a range of dates you know so like hong kong 62 to 67 right or like you know new york like 81 to, to yeah 30, also you know? a good way of doing that in a, in a way because if you want to make a documentary and you're like uh Especially if you're going from, like, if you're, like, globe trotting, So mm-hmm. if you're going to, like, America, and you might have to spend a little extra money on it, is the songs you use. Mm. So if you, like, go from, like, in the 60s, go from Hong Kong to the U.S. Play 60s music. Play 60s music. Sure. And then if you're going back to Hong Kong and then back to the U.S. in the 80s, play an 80s, 80s song. song. So that you makes know, sense. like, this is the time zone I'm in. That's a great idea. To, and you don't have to be, like... 
USA brackets 1980 right. That's a great that's a yeah. great point. Yeah. You could pick like a or like have an yeah, exactly. Even it, if you don't want to spend you could kind of use that like stock like more guitar Yeah, like if, you do, if it's in the like, 60s, pick like or like pick like a western like generic jingle. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or like put some synth if yeah. you're doing the 80s. Um I I think more that's like a great hard idea. Rock for the 90s, yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's just a, it's kind of like a simple kind of quick way yeah. to set your time zone. Yeah, because I feel like with the documentary, you're trying to. It's. You, I feel like documentaries are still trying to tell a story, mm-hmm. and in any story, you need a setting as far as location, but you also need setting as far as time. Yeah. And if I can't tell when we are, like you know where the, you like if you know where you are, but you don't know when you are, it changes completely. Yeah, the story becomes less coherent. Yeah. So that's a big complaint that I have. Because then there's it. also other things that play into that time period. Mm-hmm. So if you hear like, oh, kung fu, and you don't know it's like the '60s. And you're like, oh, okay, well, why do they have a problem? Right. And then, like, and then you realize, like, oh, it's the 60s. Yeah, it also helps with, like, history checks, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, there was civil unrest in when again? In the yeah. 60s? Because I don't know anything about Hong Kong history. Right, exactly, you know, like, yeah. Wait, so when he signed that, when did they sign that contract to the British? You know, it's like, uh, so for me, like, that might have been a little helpful. Um, but, you know, in general, uh, those are my three complaints with the movie. Okay. The timeline was inconsistent. The, um, they missed out on Wu-Tang. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, and there are other they they them. barely talked about Jet Li yeah they barely talked about Donnie Yen or like a bunch of other yeah. people that are still running like, the game I feel like if they had like this was what like an hour like twenty what's Hong Kong cinema doing now yeah because they're still it's still there no yeah it's still there so it's still very, I like, I kind of wish that we saw a little more of that and then three they didn't stick the landing yeah 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 it did it it did feel like they kind of spent like they mismanaged their time mm-hmm. yeah I, I I agree with you they it felt like they kind of like they 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 kind of hung on one thing and then they like quickly got they yeah, like quickly if they could get in. more guests for this they're right. going to talk more about this if this was regardless of like yeah if this was like a a major like major production documentary where they had some money behind it and they actually like you know kind of pushed for it i think you definitely could have got Jackie Chan you definitely could have got Jet Li uh the Wu-Tang Clan obviously it can't be that hard to to Young Fat at least yeah but I really like that they talked about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, especially as like... Tony Jaws out there. Tony Jaws, but yeah, Tony Jaws out there. He's happy. He's doing. Yeah, he's on Instagram. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> hit these guys up on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah, you want to yeah. just, just... Call in. Just, you know, you, yeah, call in. You could play, you could listen to your voice over your clips. Yeah. You know, it's not hard. It's like, look, do like, there's a voice recorder on your thing. Just talk about it for like, here, yeah. here, here are five questions I'm going to ask you. Just talk for however long you want to. And we'll figure it out. And then we'll just put it in. Yeah. We'll figure it away. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was really as cool as it was. Like, if you ever wanted to know, like, oh, I want to get into Kung Fu movies. I don't know what movies to watch. Just watch the movies in this in this documentary. Yeah, this watch, is... like, Five Fingers of Death. Watch 36 Chambers. Watch, um, you know, Fists of Fury, Enter the Dragon, uh, yeah. Police Story. But if, if you want to dip your toes in, always watch a Jackie Chan movie. First, yeah. watch Jackie Chan to kind of go like, okay, like it's just the most accessible. It, it is, yeah, it's and it's so like, good. And then you could just easily just dive back in. Yeah, and it's one of the most impressive. Yeah. So, um, also that uh, Every Frame of Painting with Jackie Chan still bangs, still bangs, still fucking nice. still hits. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Uh, wow. This this one ended up going long, but it's a long documentary. <laughs> it's a good. It's they crammed a lot in. We didn't even get lot. to talk about like the black exploitation movies and how and how like uh, even the connection to african american communities and kung and chinese communities that both uh identified with this with this young like like low like uh like lower economic class hero this working man's hero Mm -hmm. um we didn't get to talk about that at all we didn't get to talk about uh the progression of violence throughout the movies and And we didn't get to talk about the war between Golden Harvest and the Shao Brothers. Like we didn't get to talk about the Shao Brothers missing Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Oh yeah, they swung. They said they didn't want them. At both times. At both times. So I mean, I what do you what, want? What is what is the thing they said? It's like they it's like they they looked at the Beatles and said no thanks. And yeah, they, they said they they didn't sign the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, so it's like they had Elvis Presley and the Beatles. Yeah, and like, Fuck didn't off. sign either. Yeah, yeah, like we'll take fucking Slappy Joe. Over here. Yeah, yeah, like, ugh. Like, we'll take, like, the doors. Yeah. Like, they were good, yeah. but they were kind of a step behind. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah, so, uh, the, the movie, yeah, we definitely didn't get to talk about everything in this movie. This, this documentary is, it is... An very, hour, 47 minutes it's long. It's deep, man. It's yeah. deep. And, and they try to cram a lot, and that might have to do with why their story's not always the most, yeah. you know, Cohesive, streamlined. Yeah. Cohesive. It's just because they're trying to fit as much in as they I can. I wish they had, you know, I would have... 
I would have been okay with it being like a two-hour. A docu- two-parter. Oh. Uh, if they did a docu series, that would have been fine. Yeah. Like it, like I mean, they do docu series about Ted fucking Bundy. How yeah. much? How much Jesus do we really, Christ. really need to know? Need about to know him? about that guy. He's a he's a killer. And then a movie came out right after. And then another documentary. God. Yeah, they really fucking love Ted Bundy. Yeah, I don't know why. He's charismatic. He's still charming them. <laughs> he's, he's still, still charming. charming them. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's I think that's got to be the shoot for us because we were running almost over an hour. Yeah. Um, uh, let's give it a grade. Yeah, I uh, I would give this. Documentaries are, are hard to rate. Yeah. For me, this is a definitely a um, uh, a topic that's very dear to me. That's why I picked it. Yeah, but you know there are definitely parts in the beginning that dragged, definitely parts in the end that dragged, and I think the middle was the real the middle. To like the yeah like the second fifth to fourth fifth or like the middle the middle yeah the middle this the, the, was really like what once it started getting more modern yeah like modern times yeah. yeah even even the Bruce Lee stuff though I really liked and mm. the thirty six chamber stuff I really liked um so for me it's between a six and a seven okay yeah. I'm with a seven seven yeah All right, good I'm feeling a seven there we I, go because you know in the end it, it is a documentary that I ended up really liking and appreciating yeah and yeah, i think because yeah. also because of it's like it's silent influence on film that mm-hmm. i watched today because mm-hmm. no one fucking talks about like their influence by kung fu movies no they're all talking about like oh i like this movie like, oh scorsese did yeah, this yeah scorsese yeah. or or uh, coppola yeah or, yeah or, or, this, or this guy and that guy i'm doing yeah. the jerk off motions yeah way. yeah uh but no one's like i watched fucking like enter the dragon and i'm yeah. like yo that's fucking hot <laughs> yeah yeah or or like like uh lao Xia Liang, right like who directed pretty much every kung fu movie in the in the 70s you right, know yeah um and he says uh, he said uh, uh, what a compliment the greatest kung fu movies i've ever seen all came from that guy right <laughs> like uh, and nobody knows him so it's really cool and you know even the social things like being able to compare the yellow face and the casting dis- mm. like like problems that kung fu that the kung fu genre faced, and then uh, especially after watching horror noir and seeing how black people had the same problem in uh, no yeah in the, at the same time right it's just interesting to see how like so much art has been held back by um, hey, by hey, racism well, was there no <laughs> no yeah. yeah you're right exactly like it's the stupidity that is out there because of like not under not wanting to understand another culture. Like, there's so many things that we've missed. And it's so, like Crouching like, Tiger winning that Oscar, and everyone's yeah. like, we've been doing this for 20 years. It's like, this is normal. Like, yeah. This is, this is like, bare, substandard. Yeah, this is just... Uh, I mean, granted, that movie is shot very well. It is beautiful. You know, better than most kung fu movies. Right. Just like, because of production. Yeah, because of the money they put in. The money. Into. But, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, just You could have like, put that money in so long ago. Oh, my God. Just, yeah. Just imagine, like, it, if people weren't, like, so scared of, like, other things. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of cool shit we would have. Yeah. And like, even, like, the tragedy. They really, like, show how... Bruce Lee dying was a month before Enter the Dragon hit. Like yeah. how he fought so hard to be a star, he was so certain he'd be a star, yep. and then it all happened posthumously. It's just such a tragedy. Yeah, and they really do a good job of putting that into into frame, into yeah. perspective because you miss that. You miss that when you yeah. just hear like, "Oh, Bruce Lee died." Yeah, but he's got you, all these great movies. Exactly. Yeah, because you like without being uninitiated to Bruce Lee, and you and you start hearing like, "Oh, he, he's like this big star," and then he died before a movie, and you're thinking like. At least he had some success. He, like, yeah. He, he, like, and Most but, of those people just, like, trying to wring his grave out for money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Ama- uh, 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 it's a good document. A, a good doc. It's a good document. It's a good doc. I learned I learned a lot. I, I got to see a lot of things I loved and appreciate so much. I, I, there are a few things when, that it's missing. You know but, a, you know a documentary is good when you could take a topic you know and then learn something else about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's a good documentary. Gain a new perspective yeah. on it. Absolutely. That's how I felt about fraud. It's about fraud? <laughs> With fraud. That's what the fire fest. No. Oh, the fire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. You the, mean I could just tell them. I could just do this? Oh, this fine, credit card scam them? I could just put a magnetic strip on a fucking piece of plastic. Film? <laughs> no. But yeah, like. Like with film, like this is something I, I learned about film and stuff, and then I fucking like I was like, wow, like this is fucking cool. Like people were doing shit before people were doing shit. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. like, what did I miss? Like mm-hmm. I kind of want to like. Jump. I want to go back and watch oh, some yeah. of these movies now. You know. Um, but anyway, guys, that's the shoot. Uh, as always, if you you know enjoy this or didn't enjoy it or you want to talk to somebody, you can always hit us up at Movie Mayhem Pod on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast, Movie Mayhem Podcast at Gmail dot com, and Movie May- Movie Mayhem Dodcast Dodcast at T. Oh Jesus! You know what? I, it's hilarious. It's still funny. I'm I, it's not so funny. It. Yeah, don't you? It's so funny. Um, guys, it's one always... of those things like I could just write it in like as I know what I did. I wrote it in my phone. 
and I don't know why, because it's it's on auto like mm-hmm. fill. So mm-hmm. if I write M movie, <laughs> like because I write that shit all the time. M, mayhem exactly. D podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't. <laughs> I, I guess I hit D. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I don't know why it's not spelling podcast. <laughs> there you go. Well, it is what it is. It is. Or like you made the mistake once and then like every time you put it, it <laughs> autocorrects to the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. But uh, anyway, guys, also, if you uh, if you would want to uh, let us know something and make sure that we hear it, you can always Kung Fu kick us in the face Ooh. with a five star review. On, uh, I, yeah, a, yeah. A, I didn't want to do that. It's not racist. He's the only one that did it. I know. It's not even, it's not a what, Chinese thing, more, it's just a Bruce Lee what's thing. What's more offensive, that or me standing up in the middle of Get Out going, a shush people, the, please. <laughs> definitely that one, <laughs> definitely the latter. <laughs> Although that, even that's not racist, it's no, just it's you're just... trying to watch the movie. <laughs> and you just don't, you just don't realize the cultural significance, you're just trying to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just totally oblivious to that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just trying to watch this movie, man, like, I'm really interested. It's like, hey, but you, what you did, like, yeah, I'm just watching a movie. But I think he's trying to tell us something with this subtext here, guys, what, and I think you're all missing it. What's in that room that he said, nah, I don't want to go Can in Can you there. imagine, like, I really think he's trying to tell us something about the black experience here, and if you would just holler over it, like, you're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give us a wonder star review for that comment, yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> wonder stars only, please. <laughs> um... <clears throat> and yes, and so it is very close to Christmas. I, every week I'm like, we're going to do another Christmas movie coming for you guys, and we don't. Yeah, guess, uh, what's, guess what's going to happen next week? Buddy. Jumanji. No, uh... Ooh. Mm-mm. Ooh. I'll tell you right now, but you'll probably know what it is. Oh, of course. It's going to have to be, uh... 